Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Wolfson, and welcome to the pilot of my own show, The Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm excited to be able to launch this show with you guys. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time, and now I will finally be able to talk about everything that goes through my mind. Literally, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> But in all seriousness, what this show consists of content based in the music industry, more specific to the EDM scene, as well as a small portion of the hip hop and trap scene and the reggaeton scene, even though I was part of it for a short period of time. All the topics that I'll be talking about will be based on real life experiences that I faced in my life in the industry, as well as current events that are happening in the music scene. Sometimes we'll be having special guests sharing their experiences and more. At the end of the episode, I will include a listening recommendation or a top 10 or a top five, etc. that is related to the topic. For example, if this week we talked about Skrillets, I'll be mentioning my top 10 Skrillets songs and explaining why. Also, I'll be doing a short podcast talking about tips and tricks to help you in the music industry on a bi-weekly basis in the near future that involves like technical stuff in i.e. how to make a dubstep drop, how to clean up vocals, how to set up a mic for live events or even for this for a podcast and whatnot. You can find this show on all my media platforms, such as YouTube and Facebook for the video version. Well, if you want to listen to the audio version, you can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and others at Wolves and Music. Be sure to check my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for more information and when the latest episodes are up. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the pilot of the Lone Wolf Podcast. Now, today's topic, we will be discussing what's better, making music in the bedroom or making music in the studio. Now, I know what everybody's actually thinking about. It's literally a very controversial uh, topic because it's kind of subjective because everybody has their own thing, like... They rather they they do better music when they're inside in their own comforts of their own home. And sometimes there's producers that say I I produce even better when it's in the studio. Uh, I'm gonna actually give you guys my initial thoughts about it and the experience that I have on both scenarios. What are the pros and cons in doing so? And at the end of the show, I will give you guys my top selections or recommendations or so of such topics. Now. My thoughts about doing it in the bedroom in the studio. Hmm. To be honest, I started out uh, making music in the bedroom. Uh, since and since I I come from Puerto Rico, I've been making music uh, like almost whew, almost seven years, eight years, almost a decade. Damn, that's a lot. Well, that's actually good. But even so, I was making horrible, shitty music. Nevertheless, I was still learning how to make music. But I didn't know that making music in the bedroom has its limits into it. And especially back then when I couldn't do much. I remember that I, I had a the worst interface you could ever think of. It was a shit interface. Like I believe it was like a Behringer. One of the bad Behringer that was like 
12 bucks the interface holy crap that was horrible and this monitor speakers that i had bro there was just some logitech that just hooked it up to the laptop that's how bad it was but once in a while, my dad will give me his Bose sound system, and holy shit, that is amazing. What I didn't know about then is that I thought I was listening to my music louder and amazing, but in reality, the Bose was just doing its job. The Bose was just only enhancing. See, that's what Bose does. Bose, what it does is just enhances the audio of it by decibels. You know, it doesn't actually give you a clear, proper sound as it should. So I didn't know any better. And then when I moved down here in South Florida, I went to school and school provided me with a new laptop, programs and headphones and also an audio interface. And since then, I've been actually making music in my headphones and in my in the audio interface ever since I've been going to school and school actually taught me a lot of how to make music properly through the bedroom, especially when you have a. A shitty ass bedroom like me it doesn't matter um i had a like a the walls were really thin or thick i don't know how you guys pronounce it like i get confused i'm sorry guys i'm boricua man i i'm i'm spanish is my first language you know and even then my that language is horrible at me as well so please forgive me for my foolishness since english is not my first language but anyways yeah like in the bedroom i did a lot of a lot of production in the bedroom, especially in my school days and still do. But a lot of things I actually like noticed to take uh, take in consideration with the bedroom making music as aspect of it. And it was the. The part that I was on my own, you know, and I was just freely creative to do whatever I want. And I had the tools to do so. So I only had my headphones on. And sometimes I have my headphones connected to the computer and sometimes I have my headphones connected to the audio interface. I'll explain to you guys a little bit of the difference between both though later on. But yeah, I usually just take it I take it with me everywhere I go. And it, and it was fun. I, I mean, I was basically I, I open up my laptop and then just make music right there there from the get go. Now, when I went to school, they had these other rooms and the rooms that they had obviously way better than my bedroom i mean shit it, it will have better soundproof i mean my current bedroom that i have right now only has a couple of bass traps and a couple of phones but yeah nothing compared to the studio rooms that i went to my school and um i gotta say like the, the favorite room that i used a lot in the studio was the midi room and the cool thing about the MIDI room is literally it's its own self plug and play because the OS cable, you just hook it up to the laptop. But you're thinking right now, it's like, what the hell? Why the OS cable? Like, don't you say you have an audio interface? Yes, I do. But the MIDI room itself has its own in in interfaces, has its own compressor, computer, monitors and everything. It was like all set up and it was just designed for that. And I will say that the MIDI room itself was designed for for people like me who like to produce with the laptops, like especially for EDM people. Like I do a lot of dubstep and sometimes I do a little, little bit of trap and whatnot and some little melodic dubstep in, in here and there. And the MIDI room is like literally the perfect place to do that because it's it's a small room. It's literally a small room. 
all with a door like a sealed proper door that you can blast anything that's inside there and guarantee you nobody's gonna listen to you if they're standing outside they will never know what they're listening to that's how good that room was and it was above all my favorite ones there were other rooms that were there like top level rooms like the ssl room the tough room the o2r room a pre-sonas room i mean they I've, they even have the 5.1 icon room and for those of you who are asking what the hell is a 5.1 icon like it's very simple it's a room that's literally designed for game developers and filmmakers when they're making like game trailers or making like movie trailers to recreate the audio and the and the 3D version of the audios and now now you guys are asking what 3D what are you, where are you taking me like what is going on what is this nonsense are you high quite frankly no this is how i actually talk yeah like this is me normal when i'm start talking shit like that and no there is a, such a thing as a 3D uh sound design and that's the room, the purpose of the room. Now, you're, to give you a proper explanation to what it is, um, let's just say that you're right now sitting down in your own living room and you got yourself a nice looking surround system that has like, whew, let's see, two speakers in the front, one center speaker. So the two speakers are going to be in, in, the, in the sides, one on the left, one on the right one center speaker you got two on your back one on the left one on the right and then you got your bass in the front or wherever position you want and when you're seeing a movie you're basically hearing like all the little details of the audio of the movie like literally when footsteps are coming passing through you you can literally hear from your speaker to your right passing through to your left and and vice versa you can also feel like a like growling on your back and then audio on the front. Like it doesn't like it, it somehow it doesn't make sense, but somehow it's all centered around you. Like it, it makes you feel like you're in there. That's that room. That room makes you feel that you're inside that movie with the audio. That's what it's made for. It's a it's a huge surround system uh, room. And they call it a 5.1 icon. And the funny thing about that board, that board itself is not an actual board. It's not something that you're supposed to record something not night. No, that board is literally a huge Pro Tools controller and motorized as well. That's how insane that room is because it's not a board itself. Like I said, it's a controller for Pro Tools. So you're... The purpose of that room is basically you aligning all those sounds into one and layering each other and then trying to panning them from left to right to center and to make you feel like it it, it makes you like lie to your lie your ears and make you feel like all the sounds are passing through you like from side to side and whatnot. That's the whole purpose of that room. And that room is sick. And I've been I've done a couple of music tracks in that room and it's quite cool but that's what it is it's cool is it is it like definitely worth making music inside there not really because it's not made for that it's literally made for game trailers 
for game developers, for filmmakers, using it to control the audios and layering stuff. True, I gotta give it to like when I was layering some of my music, it actually sound dope. But making it is like it, it gets very confusing. My other experiences with the other room, like the SSL, the TOF, the O2R, and the Presonas, they're they're kind of all similar. I mean. They're great rooms. Like those rooms are super good and they're but they're made for they're made for bands, for studio bands and to record people in it. And I don't know if it's very good to be making music in some of those rooms. Even though it's cool to do it, I mean, it'll make you feel cool. I mean, you feel popular, I don't know. But in my experience, it's like to me, it's like overrated. It kind of is. When it comes to making EDM music, it like you don't really need to go to an SSL room and make an EDM track. You don't really need to go to a Presonas or an O2R or Tough or whatever. Like, no. That's why I always stick with the MIDI room. And the MIDI room is for myself. It's a small room. I just blast it up. They have like two Genelec monitors, I believe. I don't remember what the compressors are. I think there were DBS. I can't remember. But there were still good compressors because even so, I can still just hook it up to my laptop and there you go. And also has its own little TV screen as an extra in case I like I want to see it on a bigger wide my my whole sessions, which is literally that's every producer's dream to see all your sessions way bigger. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why is it that we need a second monitor and it has to be a TV and it has to be HD and it has to be like an exaggeration I'm saying right now like 80 inches like it has to be that big so I can see my sessions from that big I don't know why it, it, it looks good I'm and I still use it to this day <laughs> but yeah, like I I would have stick with my MIDI room and the other rooms are as good as they are. Like most of the time, they're all made for people that want to record on rock, like rock bands or rappers or singers or whatnot. That's what they're good for, because it definitely has the certain compressors and the certain um, dispensers and analog stuff that they have. Like all that stuff is good for that type of music, but not in EDM. EDM is basically made digitally. Like, I don't know what other producers out there actually makes anything analog other than Dead Mouse and um, Dr. Ozzy. Oh yeah, he made some of his stuff. He uses the Moog a lot. And I don't know, I'm pretty sure there's like a couple of artists out there that I know that I'm I don't have it on the top of my head that actually use analysts but the fact that I'm right now letting you guys know that Deadmau5 and Dr. Ozzy are like literally the two on the top of my head that, that I know that they use analog means how much how many producers out there actually really use analogs like not not that many so you don't really need a room like the SSL the top or whatnot to make EDM music you just you just basically need your own computer and, and a nice little room or headphones and interface or whatnot. That's the because everybody does EDM with the well these DAWs like Logic, Fruity Loops, Ableton, and what's the other one? I already mentioned. Oh nah, nah, I never heard anybody use Pro Tools. Never, nah, uh, not to this day at least. Uh 
to making EDM music? Nah, not to this day. I haven't heard anybody using Pro Tools. Uh, they probably use Pro Tools to record. Probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. And probably to mix their tracks properly or master them. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah. But to make music in the Pro Tools? Nah, never heard of it. No. And I doubt anybody out there because it's uh, Pro Tools is not designed for that. Pro Tools is literally designed to mix and master. That's its basic. That's its basic function of it. That that's what it is. But I don't know. Yeah, like that. Every ADM producer that I know, they all make music for their laptops, and they all use like their old DAWs. So none of them actually uses like any of the analog stuff. So using it on an SSL or whatnot, it's kind of pointless. Point, it's kind of pointless, you know? But back to it. The whole topic of how I started is like, what's better, making music in the bedroom or in the studio? And like I said earlier, it's literally a controversial topic. It's very subjective because it can go either way. And it only, and only benefits to only certain people you know it's not meant for everybody but i'll give you guys my pros and cons to each one and i'll give you guys my final thoughts uh, of it so pros to making music in the bedroom i'll tell you what the cool thing about making music in the bedroom is like let's just say that you're in the bed you just wake up out of nowhere and you just had the the sickest idea in your head to to make a sick drop or sick melody and you just had it right here in your head because you just you were asleep and you woke up it's like oh shit i need to i need to get i need to get this out i need to get this out or i'm gonna forget about it basically you just get out of your bed turn on your your mic and turn on your mic or turn on your computer and then just make that idea right now that's how easy it is it's very affordable i mean yeah i can say it's affordable it's affordable and it's very very, very, oh, what's the word? God damn it. Convenient. It's very convenient to actually get through your bed to your computer and get those ideas right there. And if you have a room like mine that I got bass traps all around my room, all swells, like a couple of foam walls installed, my home room itself, it's isolated. So I can actually use my monitors as well. And then blast it on my own on my own pace or how loud how loud I ever want to. And it's not gonna bother my my neighbors, and it's not gonna bother my my parents or whoever lives with me, my roommates as well. And I gotta tell you, my neighbor is an elevator. That's that's why I can blast it. <laughs> but anyways, another another cool thing about doing music in the bedroom, it's just like you literally, if you don't want to do it in your own room, you can just go to the living room. And you can just like chill and just make some music doing it in the living room while watching some tunes, uh, some TV or whatnot, or a movie. It gets you inspiration and whatnot. Or you watch your roommates playing a video game and you hear the sounds of it and it just inspires you. You're just like, oh shit, let me get this out, man. I love how this sounds. Oh man, God of War. I love how cinematic it is. Man, I want to make a track that's so cinematic like that. Boom. You just have it right there on, on the top of your lap, you know? Or you can make it in the balcony if you have a balcony. Or you can also go to somewhere else, like anywhere. Like the benefits of making music in your own home. It's a bunch. Like you can do so much more in here. Now the cons to this, 
I will say there are some cons to it. Probably is the the fact that you have every you have everything right here in the on your hands. Like it's easy access for you to get all this stuff. That somehow it makes you kind of lazy. Not intentionally, not intentionally, but subconsciously it makes you lazy because it's like, oh, I got it right here, and you know, like. I can just like go ahead and do it. It's not everybody's like that. I'll tell you that. Not everybody's like that. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it don't. And that's why you got some of the this big time producers up here in the making music in the bedrooms, you know? But it's because that's their only job. If you're like me that have like multiple jobs as well, you can't be affording to like making music the whole day. You have you need to make music like on your own pace. And sometimes that's another thing. If you work and you come back from work, like you're probably going to be tired from working and you don't want to even open up your laptop. And that's also a bad thing. That's a, because the fact that you also have it right there and you're too lazy to do it or you're too tired, it creates a sort of writer's block subconsciously. It just becomes a writer's block to your own self and you just did it yourself. In other words, congratulations. You just played yourself. <laughs> but that's 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 one of the in one of the main confidence about it another thing is probably because of the writer's block like because you're doing it here at your own home and you cannot literally get out of this blockage that you have in your head so what do you do you need to get out of your home because sometimes you feel your home like you're being isolated slash quarantine parentheses quote unquote we're all in quarantine we're all isolated you know that's how it is and a quote you know you feel kind of isolated and you're gonna go nuts guarantee if anything that this pandemic has taught us is that holy shit this is too much for us we need to get out so imagine a music producer making it music in the bedroom how much they actually feel like crap i need to get the fuck out of here like seriously and I can't get out of this um, writer's block. And it sucks. So that's one of the bad things of doing that, you know. One little pro I will say from it, in addition, is that all the equipment that you have here is actually very affordable. Yeah, like having the monitors, the interface... Like all the stuff that the studio has, you can have it too in your own home and you can make your own studio room. Let's say that you, if let's say, I'm not saying everybody is in this situation, but let's give this an example. Let's just give them an example. Let's just say that you want to transform your own room into a studio room, even though you got your bed right here. Let's give that example A. Example A, you made that studio room. So you buy all the bass dress like I did and buy all the foams and fill it up all around. And then you buy yourself your monitors. And then you buy yourself your little mic. You got, you got yourself your little laptop and your interface and your DAWs and your set. Boom. Let's make music. That's pretty much all this will probably cost you some something like a large amount versus you going over there to the studio is basically like you're wasting gas to go to the studio and you're also wasting money on the on the on the studio because those rooms they're not cheap <laughs> you need to like 
it, it's 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 quite a, a lot of money for an hour to rent a room and if you don't know nothing about the boards you have to rent out an uh, an engineer and he calls Ezra as well so you can either go over there or save up all that money that you could have spent over to the studio and, and invest it right here in your room or and I this is the part when I say not everybody has this but or if you have a second room have that second room transfer into your own studio room so in that own studio room just like I explained to you I'm on your own room have it right there. And that's your own studio room. And even there, even better, because now you can actually, if you plan to have people in there to record stuff on the vocals and whatnot, you can invite them right there. Plain and simple. Let's just record something. Boom. All we got to do is take out the mic with a little, with a little um fil- uh, pop filter around it. And that's it. Now you just record and then you're making music like there. That's one. That's how one of my homies has it. Like two of my homies has that one in the rooms. The other homie has that uh, a separate room. Now the cons about this, I will say, yeah, it's a lot of money you have to invest. Like I'm not saying hundreds of dollars. It's gonna reach at least thousands. For I mean, yeah, it's gonna at least. I'm looking at right now all the equipment that I have, and yeah, I can pretty much say that I safely spend like a lot of money on all this. Like. I'll give you guys a ballpark number. Inclu- this is this is including the the laptop and my DAW. So pretty much, I spend like a li- little bit over a uh, free free to four thousand dollars. Yeah. So you need to if you really want to invest, you know, the con about it is that it's gonna be a lot of money, like a shitload of money. So yeah, that's one of the pros and cons in making music in the bedroom. Now make. Pros and cons to making music in the studio. Well, I pretty much already said it in the earlier statements about what it is to be making music in the in the studio based on my experience. Oh, you got every studio. Like every studio, you got all the rooms that you want. And all these rooms are literally, I can't say they're perfect, but they're close to perfection. Acoustic wise, like all the rooms itself, acoustic wise, they're close to perfection. They're amazing. Like boards are amazing. Like I'll always enjoy going to the MIDI room. That's my favorite room. Out of any other studio that I want to go, that room is by far my favorite of them all. And uh, sometimes I'll go to the 5.1 for shits and giggles and still I enjoy it. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a sick sick room because it has a sick sound it creates a sick sound from through through layering and the 3d stereo imaging and whatnot the other rooms like eh, i mean they're okay they're okay. they're not bad they're i'm not saying they're bad at all those are great rooms yes when you're talking about ssl and analog if you want your sound to sound super analog the top and the ssls are literally the boards for it like the runes for it and the presonus is just like next level stuff you know yeah they're all state of the art like it's it's they're all amazing and yeah you can always make music and the midi room itself like i said it's, it's by far my favorite and yeah and it's you can go on yourself and it's basically easy plug and play and that's it let's make some music and whatnot turn this shit loud as fuck as much as you can and whatnot and that's it now, the cons to this, 
Khan's making music in the studio, which is somehow people seem to ignore it. I kid you not. People seem to ignore the the cons to this and they don't take it into consideration and they just go like, oh, fuck it. Let's just pay for it. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. And it's because I believe people has that ego or that mentality saying like, oh, making music in the studio is what makes you professionals because you never know who you're going to meet there. And, you know, if you show them someone sick, a sick ass beat, you know, that. They make they might want to collab with me, you know. That's how we do it. That's a poor man's mentality, bro. That's that's a sucker's mentality, bro. You can't think like that. Because that's this is why there's a con to making music in the studio. Granted, there will be times in which you'll be lucky enough to network with somebody famous or important in the studio by chance that was there. Most of the time, that's like one in a hundred. It is likely, but it's not common. And the cons to this, that's one of the cons. I mean, I will add it as a con because people actually come there for that because they think like, oh, I'm going to get my first gig right here. I'm going to make my millions because some some rapper or singer is just going to find me. It's going to be sick and whatnot. Like, that's a sucker's play. Another con to it is that, I, like I said earlier, it's expensive. Literally, a renting a room in a studio on an average is like close to seventy to eighty dollars, depending on the room. It's a ridiculous amount. Seventy or eighty or ninety, like it all depends on which room. Let's put in a ballpark average. You'll be spending from fifty to a hundred dollars per room, and I'm being modest and I'm being. You know, ballparking average. It could be even more than what I'm saying. But you'll be spending fifty to a hundred dollars per room per hour. Per hour. And some rooms will have like will charge you extra if you requ- request for an engineer. And then there's some rooms that you need to have an engineer, which is why it's that expensive. That's a ridiculous amount for an hour. Most of the time we spend like hours making music. You're telling me in one hour I'm already wasting 50 to 70 to 100 dollars? That's insane. That money could be saved for like literally investing on my own my own setup, my own equipment, my like literally. It's insane. But people do it. Like, I don't know why. Just people do it. And another thing is like, believe it or not. I don't know why. Maybe it's Murphy Law on this this con. But every studio that I've been to, why the fuck you have to be far as fuck away from me? Literally. Every studio that I've been to, they're literally from a 30 minute to a 40 an hour drive. Literally. Without counting traffic, if there's traffic. It's far away from me. No matter how close or how far I move. Any studio that I want to go, it's I spend that much time. And that's that's gas money right there. Not to man, not to mention, Jesus, like even though they're good, but it's like, is it worth the distance? Is it really worth it? Another con to it, I totally forgot to bring it up when about the hourly thing, but because this is how they actually get you. 
because it's an hourly fee and there's a reason why they say, oh, do you want our engineer? Obviously, you'll be like, nah, we're good. But most of the time, all our sessions are in a computer, in our laptops. And sometimes in our hard drives. And guess what? Sometimes some of these rooms, they, they have their own session. Or I mean, their, their own computers with their own DAWs. Maybe they don't have your DAW, so you have to use your laptop. Or maybe they do have the DAW, but not the latest version, so you cannot use your session. And then it all circles back to, like, shit, I got to use my laptop. All right. Let's hook up a, an SSL to a laptop. Believe it or not, there's a lot of audio engineers out there laughing at this. Because who the fuck in their bright minds will rent out an SSL room just to hook up a laptop? And so you can just record or, or beat making or whatnot. I guarantee you, if there's a couple of engineers right here or music producers, you're laughing your ass off. But believe it or not, there's people who are actually doing this. And not to mention, not to mention... I remember the times that I, I have actually had to hook up my laptop to an SSL or Tough or one of the or even the icon itself. Bro, I shit you not. It took me like at least 30 to 30 to 40 to an hour just to hook up, just to get a signal. Because all these boards, they're not made for they're not made for odds or plug and paste or whatnot, bro. They're all quarter inches. They don't have an odds cable. They literally, they're not, those, those board routes are not made to hook up a laptop. And yet you have people that are trying to get to it. And you're literally spending, trying to figure out how do I, hell do I get signal from my laptop to this board onto this one channel. And that's where you go to the engineer and the engineer is going to give you, oh, here's where you do. Boop, 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 boop. There, done. Now you can have some, uh, congratulations. You played yourself. You just spend an extra $50 on the engineer just to play this. Oh, and by the way, congratulations. You play it yourself. Because you already spent an hour of your time just to hook up uh, your laptop just to get some sound. That's literally $50 to $100 already down the drain. Plus the $50 that you just gave to the engineer. Now you're going to go ahead and make some music. And that's the shitty part. So there's a lot of there's a lot to it, you know. And, and it's funny that people literally don't take in consideration. It's like it's incredible how much people will just go ahead and spend money when you could actually save that money for yourself and have a better, better setup for yourself and make better deals with others and whatnot. But like, <sighs> I digress. You know, my final thoughts to this: um, if I had to give, like, what are my choices? What's better? Me and my personal opinion. Making music in the bedroom is a whole lot better than making it in the studio. I understand that there's probably some hip-hop players here and some beat makers and whatnot that they say otherwise, like, nah, in the studio, that's where I get my creativity. Like, I get it. I, like I said, this is my opinion. It's all subjective. You guys believe whatever you want to believe. But in my logical common sense, it's much better to make music in the bedroom because... Like I said earlier, it's all the availabilities and the comfortness that I have that I can just make stuff right there in the get-go versus that I had to take my stuff all, all the way to the uh, studio. And 
I get it that there's sometimes people cannot afford to have a laptop or have a session. So they the only thing they can afford is only their hard drives. And the only music time that they have is by renting a room in the in these studio rooms. And that's their only creativity time. I get it. Yes. But like I said earlier, you could have saved that money and just be a little bit more patient and just invest of having yourself a laptop and then having yourself your DAWs and whatnot. Just invest. Like shit. Go to fucking Amscot or it's, uh, some, to get some loans out of it. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to give you some loans. Just pay a monthly pay. Or since now the government has given us a stimulus check, use those $1,200 to get yourself a new laptop, a new DAW. And now we're going to end up with our last segment of the, of the episode with the, the top selections and recommendations. Now, in this segment... This is what I normally do. Whatever comes on my show, whatever topic, I'll either give you the top stuff that you should get or the recommendations of what you should get or other stuff, you know. In this in this topic of today, I will discuss my recommendations. If you want to invest on a studio room or bedroom room or whatever, but I will say this, disclosure. This is only for people who are actually in it. Like they want to make the investment. They want to make into it. Like they want, this is what they want to do. They want to make music. So my recommendations, get yourself a laptop, nice laptop, uh, minimum requirements. It could be PC or Mac. It doesn't really matter. Both of them are good. Minimum requirements, get one that's 16 gigabytes of RAM and get minimum 500 gigabytes minimum. I'm not saying get the 500. I'm saying that's the minimum of what you should have. You should have even more. You should have even one for a one terabyte. And if you can, make sure that the the hard drive is an SSD because it's going to read and write super fast and it's going to go all your sessions super smooth. It's not going to give you any troubles with it. In my, in my case, I have a Razer. And I have a, I have a 16 gigabytes that I can upgrade to 32 gigabytes. And I have a dual hard drive, one two terabyte fusion drive and one 520 SSD. That's how much stuff I have on my computer. Like I can just go with sessions like for days, weeks, and you know, and I just, just, I can just have it. And it's going to read and write super quickly. So that's what I got. Microphones. If you are setting up for microphones, uh, the best thing I can give you the Audio Technicas, believe it or not, the AT2020, I believe those those mics are good. They're a hundred bucks each. They're very good. They're cardio. Um, yeah, they're very good for whatever case yet you need. Also, if you don't need these, then you can also have a Jetty mic. I kid you not. You can have the Blue Microphones Jetty mic. It might be depending on which Jetty mic you want. Um, it's USB and it's easy to connect. It's literally a plug and play and, and has multi functions. Cardio, B cardio, Omni, like it has everything. And it, and it, and it's very smooth when, when you're recording it. Um, audio interfaces, I will recommend the Focusrite Scarlets or the PreSonus or the, or the SSLs. Yes. SSL finally released an inner audio interface. And it's sick. It's like $200, I believe. But all these are literally budget size interface. They're very good. 
And if you want to connect it to your monitors, I always recommend to start off with the Rocket 5s. That's every, every beginner's. Those are affordable. They're cheap. Or you can get what I have, which is, are the, the Yamaha's HR8s or the HR7s. No, these are the 7s. Yeah, these are the, the H7s. Yes, these are the 7s. They're not that big. Those are like basically the 7s. To me, they're perfect to what they are. Its sole purpose is literally for, for bedrooms because it's not a big room. It's designed for smaller rooms. But if you guys don't have that much money and you can only afford to have a laptop only and start making music only from your laptop and you need a good headphones, I recommend you the Sennheiser's Studio Headphones. Get any of the Sennheiser Studio Headphones. I believe it's the Pro HDs. There's the 200s and the 350s. I got the 350s. It's like 150 or something. The, the studio, the 200 is like 100, but I don't know if they discontinue or not, but get those. Those are highly recommend. Do not, I kid you not, do not, please, for the love of God, and that is all holy, do not buy Beats headphones, Sony headphones, or Bose headphones. For the love of God, please do not do it. That is crappy headphones for music they're good for consumers but you're not a consumer you're a producer they're not made for you beats they're they sound good because they're like i said earlier with the bows earlier in the episode they only enhance the decibels they don't give you a nice clean sound they only give you like the enhancement of that sound and they boost up the low end to it the bass by a bunch so when you're listening to it it feels like holy shit i can feel the bass and whatnot oh my god the bass is sound good and then when you put it in the cart what the fuck what happened to the bass where's the low end my my beats sounded cool with the bass what happened because those beats by dr drake i'm sorry respect to dr drake man He's a legend. No, they're no longer beats by the Drake. Beats by Apple. Those beats, they only boost that low end and that's it. They're they're meant to trick you, to fool you. That's what they really are. So I don't really recommend having any of those. The Sony's, the Bose, and the Beats. Like none of them. Do not get those. Even though they're cheap, no. Get invest yourself with some Sennheisers, the Studio HDs, okay? Get those. You're not going to recommend it. In fact, if anything, if you guys want to, comment down below and I can give you a list of all the stuff budget-wise that you guys want to. And the last thing, if you want a DAW, which is stands for Digital Audio Workstation, if you want something to make music, I recommend you Ableton Live 10, the intro version. It's $100. Literally, $100. It's Granted, it only gives you a certain amount of limits to it, but it gets uh, it gets your foot wet in the door. You know, like it gets you like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is, I can do this. I can do that, and blah 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 blah. I recommend you get the hun- the the hundred dollar version because in case in the future you're not very invested in making music and you're just like ah, uh, at least you at least you could say it's like oh well at least I have fun. I mean it wasn't much. It was just hundred, but you know. 
not like versus others that they regretted like shit i invested 300 500 for a program and i don't make music anymore and like i'm bored or like I, it's not really for me like shit i can't believe i wasted that much money what am i gonna do you're not gonna regret it so start with the hundred dollar ableton live 10 intro version start with that see how it goes the only reason i recommend ableton is a um I love Ableton. That's my go-to DAW, even though I know how to use the others, but that's my go-to. B, it's the only DAW that's cheaper for starters and, and gives you that much accessibility. Because free loops and logic, it's like $200 minimum. Minimum, $200. So it's like, uh, for the extra 100 should I get fruities for the extra? No, just get Ableton. See how it feels. See how it goes. If you like it, you'll invest some more. If you don't, then eh, at least you had at least you had a chance. Okay. So yeah, those are my top recommendations. So that that's it, guys. That's it. Thank you for guys for listening all the way to the end. I try to make it as short as possible. But if you guys got some uh, suggestions or you guys got any honest stuff that you guys want to say. If you guys got anything in your mind that you want to tell me. If you want to share me your experience as well. Please, guys, don't hesitate and comment down below and share your experience and tell me your story. Who knows? Next time, I'll bring it up in the next episode. Say, hey, I just talked to this person and we had a nice uh, chat and he tell me his, his story. And man, it was awesome. Who knows? Maybe we can do something like that. Okay, guys. So yeah, comment down below, like, and subscribe to my channel. So if you guys want to check out more of my stuff, just follow me at Wolves and Music at all my social medias. And guys, if you guys gonna want to hit me up at Twitter or Instagram, whatnot, just let me know. I'm there all the time. Okay, guys. So thank you guys very much for listening. My name is Wolfson, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Deuces. Woo!